Do you like podcasts about movies, television shows, books, games, and pop culture? How about sports like football and tennis? Here at Freaking Geeks Media, one of our many goals is to create a variety of podcasts that you can enjoy listening to. From the Freaking Geeks podcast to Hungry for Hannibal, Friday Night Mics, the American Gods podcast, and Stranger Things, we know that giving you an assortment of options is one of the best ways of bringing you back for more. But it does take quite a bit of work and expense on our end to make these podcasts a reality. Patreon gives us the opportunity to make a living doing what we love. However, to do this, we need your help. By donating as little as a dollar a month, you get access to both past and upcoming Patreon-only content, as well as early access to regular episodes before they appear on iTunes. Other tier rewards include monthly Loot Crate giveaways, access to live broadcasts, Freaking Geeks t-shirts, magnets, and much more. We can honestly say that anything given is greatly appreciated. So, consider supporting us by going to www.patreon.com slash freakinggeeks and check out what we have to offer. We think you'll like what you see and hear. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on... Hello, and thank you for coming back to the podcast and joining me once again... My name is Michael. I'm your host in this episode, and it is a solo one at that. Uh, first off, I uh, want to apologize for not getting an episode out in the past few days. Uh, we, meaning myself and my co-host Sarah, will be doing a double episode uh, next week. So we'll be doing two different movie reviews. So check that out. Uh, that'll be out in a few days. Um. So anyway, this episode is going to be, obviously, as you can tell, about Spider-Man on the PS4. I'm doing another video game review. So this is a game that I've been looking forward to for some time. Now, I got this a few days after it came out, and I pretty much have been unable to stop playing it since. So that gives you an indication already as to where I stand on this game. There you go. Now... I'm going to get down into some of the nitty-gritty on this game, so I'm going to give you a bit of a spoiler warning right now to let you know that at some point in this review, I will be talking about some things that could be spoilers. So there is your warning moving forward. All right, so of course, uh, if you checked out any of my other video game reviews, which I realize I haven't done a ton of yet, but I have done a couple, and... What I'll do here is I break this down into some different categories. So when I actually rate and review this, uh, there's the story, uh, the gameplay, the graphics, and the replay value. So those are the categories that factor into my overall grade regarding this game and just about every game that I review. All right, so uh, let's talk uh, first off about my initial impressions. So at this point, I'm not going to get into the spoiler stuff. I'm just going to give you my initial impressions upon playing the first, you know, five to six hours of this game. So when I popped the disc in and I was able to get started, I was immediately thrown into the game. Uh, you start out 
you head in and you end up fighting a bunch of men and you get accustomed and acquainted to the mechanics of Spider-Man. And I got to tell you, right from the get-go, it is a blast to play. The gameplay is amazing. It's, it's very deep. Um, it's fluid. And there's something about actually being able to leap off of walls and off the ceiling and slide under attacking enemies. And you have a variety of combos and things that you can do. It's very, it's very deep. It could just be a button mashing thing if you want it to be. But there's enough, I feel like there's enough, um, enough nuance when it comes to the, the bad guys, uh, all the people that you're going to end up facing that just doing that could be a real problem. You, find, you could find yourself easily being killed. Uh, and I was killed many times throughout this game, uh, even in, in situations later on where I was pretty good at the game at that point, I uh, can really take on a bunch of enemies. I would just find myself getting knocked around. Uh, you have big brutes that will, will really knock you back and uh, take a, you know any, about a third, sometimes a half of your entire bar in one punch, a couple of punches, and you're retreating because you know you could die. So very initial. Uh, initially, you get into this game, you fight a bunch of guys, uh, and you kind of understand what you're dealing with. The graphics are outstanding. Uh, you from the get go, um, everything is, is very sharp. Uh, they they went into uh, a lot of detail in Somniac Games in uh, regards to. Uh, you know, just the structures of the buildings that you'll climb, uh, the materials, um, the glass, the reflections in the glass look amazing. Um, and those are all things that you get into within an hour. Um, the The opening to the game is, is more or less of a prologue, all right? So you get into the initial part of the game, uh, you finish that, and then you kind of actually start the game proper after that. So the yeah, the beginning is like a prologue, and um, after the prologue, I was hooked. At that point, I thought, you know what? If this game can be anything like this prologue, if it can continue the strong, you know, storyline that I'd already received in the first hour or so, uh, this is going to be fantastic. And I got to tell you, in terms of the story, it is phenomenal. I'm just going to say this right now. This is the best Spider-Man anything that I've ever watched or played in my life. I, I love the Spider-Man movies, most of them. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is particularly great, in my opinion. But I got to tell you, this is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Yes, you heard me right. I said movie. And the reason it, it because it plays out like a movie. It, it's the storylines, they're complex, they're deep. Um, there's different storylines that kind of intertwine throughout the game. And they're all treated with care, nuance, and subtlety. And you'll hear me say that again in this review. It's not the last time you hear me say it. Uh, that is a testament to the to the writers, all right? They have taken great care to make sure that we're just not given like you know token storylines for you know Peter and say Mary Jane, right? It's not just oh well, okay, they're in this game, so just give them something to do, whatever. There is a story to be told for Mary Jane and Peter in this game, 
and it's it's just a wonderful story. There is a point, and it's just it's brilliant. And that same level of brilliance is also in other storylines in the game, and I'm not going to reveal that at this moment, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, so I mean, you're looking at a game that is is got brilliant game mechanics uh, and gameplay. Swinging around the city is a joy. I mean, it is so amazing. I mean, you've, you've probably heard people say this already. If you know people that have played Spider-Man, they're all like talking about how swinging around the city is just perfect. They're really, it really can't, <laughs> you really can't knock it. Uh, I have very, very little, if anything negative regarding the, the swinging, the web slinging around New York City, which by the way is impeccably crafted. Okay. Now, there are a couple of minor issues when it comes to the graphics. Uh, the cars all look pretty much the same. Okay. Now, I think that was probably to help out uh, in terms of, you know, the rendering of the city and with all of uh, the duplicate cars all being basically this. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a cab or, a, you know, sports car. They're all basically the exact same car. The front of the car looks the same. There's very few things in this game, very few vehicles that that are different. Um, there's some, you know, box trucks and, and things of that nature, but by and large, like 80% of the vehicles are all the same. Okay. Um, so that's minor, but you know, you're so busy doing other stuff. It really doesn't matter, honestly. So, uh, the other thing is if you look in some rooms, uh, you can look into the windows of, you know, um, rooms and buildings and stuff. And sometimes, uh, you know, they're all pretty much the same, more like a cut and paste kind of thing. But again, we're talking about minor quibbles that by and large don't really matter. I'm, I'm mentioning them only because I feel like I probably should. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the gameplay, um, the gameplay is fantastic. It's very fluid. Uh, there are, like I said, a bevy of moves that you uh, have at your disposal. And as you go throughout the game, you acquire more moves. Uh, there's a system where you, um, you know, if you stop uh, break-ins and, and you beat up thugs and stuff, you basically stop crimes, you get, you know, crime tokens. And there are different tokens throughout the game that apply to different, um, you know, just different missions and things that you'll encounter. They're, they're more or less side quests, right? The importance to them is more about uh, acquiring them so you can get gadget up, get, let me say that again, so that you can get gadget upgrades and suit upgrades, right? So those are the kind of the big thing. Uh, the, the main storyline, it is, um, you know, it's not the longest storyline in the world. I'll be honest, you know, 15 hours, maybe 20 hours, and you're through the main story. You're, you're done. You probably could could really cram through it even even quicker than that, to be honest with you. I'd say 15 hours. I'd say 15 hours is probably good. Um, there's a lot of side quests and missions where you have to find your backpacks uh, from years ago and, you know, just a lot of side stuff. Now, some people will find that just busy work, right? And it depends on how you look at it. Uh, I feel like there's enough built into this game that applies to Spider-Man as a whole. Spider-Man is someone who isn't just about defeating, you know, Doc Ock and and uh, the Lizard and you know think of all of the great Spider-Man 
villains that he's had to face. It's not just about them. It's about going out into New York City and doing the grunt work. And that's kind of what's reflected here. You might look at it as, oh, man, there's all these stupid things I got to go do. But the fact is, is actually part of what being Spider-Man is all about is doing that. And you know what? There are some interesting storylines that aren't connected precisely to the main storyline that you kind of follow. Uh, there's one with Harry. Um, he's off in Europe. So you'll find out why. And and it's it's uh, connected to some things he has you do. It's like these, uh, it's like these research... Uh, I can't remember what they're called in the game. But they're like research facilities on top of buildings. And you, know, you can complete objectives. And there is a story to that. So there's a lot in this game. There's just a lot of stuff to do. Now, I'm reviewing this game without any of the DLC content. I'm not including any of the DLC in this review. It's just the main game, right? Because there's like three forms of DLC content. Uh, one is, I think, already out and two is, are on their way. So by the end of the year, we'll have all three forms of DLC content. Anyway, um, so let me get into uh, a little more detail here, all right, when it comes to this. So, spoiler warning, all right, just give me that now, uh, let you know. So, the story for Spider-Man is particularly brilliant. Now, while the gameplay is, is you know, very uh, wonderful, and it's fluid, and it just makes you feel like you're Spider-Man, it's fast, it, it's dirty sometimes, um, it's very complex and deep and all that, and the graphics are gorgeous, uh, those are great, but to me, if you don't have a top-notch story, you've already failed, for the most part. That's how I look at games, and at this point in time, games are really starting to take a narrative leap, okay? Games like The Last of Us, The Last of Us really proved uh, what you could do with the narrative of a video game and make it feel like it resonates and, and that it's it's there's a lot of complexity and gray areas and and sometimes people don't always do the right thing and that's okay. And in this game it's kind of the same thing. So we have Spider-Man um he ends up taking down Kingpin. All right. In this game and in doing that it opens up the uh it opens up the city to some nasty villains that in a way Kingpin was kind of keeping at bay. All right. And when that happens, Spider-Man kind of finds out just how much having Kingpin there probably actually, it probably helped. It really did help. And and that kind of thrusts Spider-Man into facing off against people he's never seen before and or people he has fought before. Okay. Now there's also a storyline that involves Mary Jane. So Mary Jane in this game is a reporter for the Daily Bugle. And the 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 narrative thrust for that storyline is this this battle of wills really between her and, and Peter. Right? So you find out that they broke up like 6 months earlier and Peter doesn't really know why they broke up, but then as you go through this game you kind of find out why. You know, Peter's got powers, right? So he can go and fight these guys and put himself and his life on the line. But what he doesn't realize is that that's what Mary Jane wants to do. And she doesn't have superpowers. 
right? She's just a regular human being, but she doesn't feel equal in their relationship because anytime she gets into trouble, you know, Peter has to save her. And that would be fine as long as they were working together in some capacity, if they were, they were on equal footing in some way. But in their relationship, she doesn't feel like they're on equal footing. And that lack of faith in her abilities to make a difference and put herself out there and put her own life on the line is, is something that she feels that, that Peter doesn't understand. Right, he gets to go out there just because he has powers. He gets to go out there and put his life on the line, but uh, I'm sure Aunt May would not be happy about that, right? But that's what he's chosen to do. He's chosen to take that power and that responsibility and do something with it. Unfortunately, he doesn't extend that same uh, courtesy to Mary Jane just because yes, he cares and he loves her. But you know what, Mary Jane cares and loves him too. But unfortunately, he isn't able to understand that just because she cares and loves him doesn't mean he shouldn't go out there and fight and do what he has to do to make a difference. And she wishes he would do the same for her. So uh, that's the kind of, of subtle and nuanced storytelling that really epitomizes this game. Because this is something that they play, pay a lot of attention to throughout the game. It's not just like a couple of scenes in the game and that's it. I mean, this is threaded throughout the entire run of the game, okay? This whole relationship and, and how it progresses and, you know, two steps forward, one step back, that kind of thing. And it, it's great. It's great. And all of the storylines, you know, Dr. Otto Octavius and Peter, they're working together and you kind of see how that storyline plays out. And just, it's 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 a Shakespearean tragedy kind of storyline, and there's just so much feeling and emotion and depth there, and and that really can't be overstated. It is truly fantastic, and I can't recommend um, a game like this more because I know that it's not just about slick gameplay and cool visuals. It really isn't. If it was just slick uh, gameplay and cool visuals, yeah, you know what? I probably would have rented the game or something, played it a few times, and just said, "Yep, that was cool," and and taken it back to uh, Redbox or you know wherever. But I got to tell you, this game, the storyline is so amazing. It's so fantastic that it really. It made me realize that games are now at a point where we care about the characters as much as, as the gameplay. And when you marry all three together, a, a complex, deep storyline with fantastic gameplay and, and really, really great visuals, what you have on your hands is, is something that really stands out. And I can't recommend this game more. So um, I'm going to finish this up by just saying that if you if you have a PS4 and you haven't gone out and, and purchased Spider-Man, at least go out and rent it first. There's nothing wrong with that. Go out to your local Redbox or wherever you rent your video games. Try it out. Rent it for a couple of days. Rent it for three days. See if it's something that you like. 
if after the third day, you're just like, eh, this isn't my cup of tea, or I'm just not getting what I want from this, fine. Uh, you know, then you're done and you, you checked it out. It just really wasn't for you, or it didn't really work um, as much as you would have liked. But I will say this at the end of the day, this is a fantastic game for me. So I'm going to rate the game now and then I'm going to part you or part with you. Uh, and you know, hopefully you found, you know, this review uh, helpful. All right. So for story, uh, for storylines, um, storylines, for story, I'm going to give this game a 95. Like I said, uh, for me, the storyline and, and the, well, the different storylines all threaded throughout this game really come together to craft a compelling narrative for Spider-Man. Uh, it's so strong. In fact, when I got to the end of the game and the resolution to all the stories, uh, it really hit me hard. It, it really hit me hard. Um, so it's a 95. It, is it perfect? I mean, it's hard to say, you know, any game has a perfect narrative. I think The Last of Us is, is probably as close as perfect as you're going to get, at least for me, at least, you know, at this point in time. Uh, God of War um, has a fantastic one as well. I haven't reviewed that yet. I will at some point before too long. But yes, it is, it is fantastic as well. Uh, gameplay, uh, again, it gets a 95 for me. Um, it's just, there's very little to dislike about it. Um, some of the, there was a lot of moves and you could look at that as it's very deep because there is just a ton of different moves. You can do different combos and different abilities and powers and all of that. The only thing I'll say is that it can get very confusing as to uh, what to use, uh, what powers to use. It's difficult to remember all the combinations. You can find yourself stopping the game a lot and just running down through this giant list of, of different uh, buttons to, to hit to do all these different things. Uh, but, but otherwise, it's a fantastic system. It's very slick. It's fast. Um, to a certain extent, I would say unforgiving because you can be killed and you you will get killed a lot in this game. Um, and then replay value. It gets a 90 for me. Um, it gets a 90 because I could play this game and just the storyline itself, even though I'll know what's coming and what happens, I'll still get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, it, just the swinging around the city and encountering different thugs and, and stopping crimes and all that stuff. And just the, the like I said, the bevy of, of things to do, uh, you know, capturing or getting your backpacks and finding out what's inside, all these things linked to your past. Um, it's just there's so much to do and so much to to find that you could start the game over and still find yourself having an, an amazing time. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for checking out this review. And I hope that this helped in some way and give you an idea of what to expect uh, when it comes to sitting down and playing this game. If you've played it already, um, you know, hey, uh, maybe this is in line with how you felt about it. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Uh, but I will say this. If you want to go to our website, which is freakinggeeks.com, if you go to the page for the Spider-Man review, if you scroll down to the bottom, you can rate this game just like I do, right? You can write a review, you can rate the game, you can rate the story, the gameplay, the graphics, and the replay value just like I do. And that way, instead of just jumping on there and just saying, yeah, I like this game or I hated this game, it's not just about that. It's, you can apply the ratings yourself. So it's not just about what you thought of the game. It's also what you thought of the game in terms of the ratings. So we can do that with our games. 
We do that with all of our movies. If you have any movies that you've checked out uh, on FreakingGeeks.com and you want to rate and review those, go to uh, FreakingGeeks.com, go to the podcast, scroll down through all of our episodes. You can click on any movie, any game that we've reviewed. You can then scroll down and leave your opinion and rate the game and or movie. So uh, please go ahead and do that. And you know what? Also, send in your feedback. If you want to send in uh, feedback to me specifically uh, so that I can respond to you uh, in the next episode, uh, you can do that. Send it to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And uh, let me know what you think of Spider-Man or let me know what you think of The Predator. Or, hey, how about uh, that Dazed and Confused uh, review that we did a couple of weeks ago? So check those out. Let me know what you think. And uh, thank you for joining us on the Freaking Geeks podcast, or at least myself for this episode. And we'll see you guys in a few days when we do a review. Coming up here, we're doing a review of... Hey, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I forgot for a second. We're doing uh, a review for Wonder Woman on Tuesday and then we're also doing a review for and then Marie Antoinette as well and then a couple of days later we'll be doing a review I'll be doing one with uh, Jacob on The Gift that came out a couple of years ago so that's kind of like a horror movie-ish thing Uh, not thing I mean I've watched it it's a really really great movie I I thoroughly enjoyed it but anyway those three movies will be coming out next week so it'll be kind of jam-packed for us so check those out and certainly send us in any feedback ahead of time if you want us to uh, respond to it on the podcast Uh, so remember Wonder Woman Marie Antoinette and The Gift so uh, send in any feedback ahead of time and we'll uh, read those on the podcast and give you uh, or give you the feedback uh, on the on the episode itself so all right we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening and have a good one do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality how about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made when was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you in this era of the mass-produced and disposable anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word geeks. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks Podcast. 
sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under